good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and bring you what is new in the Japanese music industry. This is the week of Friday, August 20th of 2021. I'm your host, Luna, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? All right, all right, all right. In the words of the great Matthew McConaughey, it is Dos Compadres, again, still for the time being. Unfortunately, Ken has some family matters he's attending to. However, we do look forward to having him back in the future. And with that, Gray, how are you? What have you been listening to this week? Yeah, it, I, I'm doing well. I, I haven't been listening to too much. Just kind of been enjoying my last week. I, I go back to school next week and so i've kind of just been laying back not listening to too much uh everything that i've been listening to honestly we'll talk about later today so uh, i'll just save it for later uh what have you been listening to luna so because i had to drive a lot more than usual this week i had to do my civic duty so that meant cds in the car i finally got to i mean i've listened to this album before but it's been a while since I've actually listened to it. But it was Cream's hashtag no filter album. I recently got my copy in the mail. And I've had it on blast in my car. It is fantastic on a stereo. I absolutely love the track Wonderland and hashtag no filter. They're so fun to blast up and listen to when you're driving through morning traffic. I also was still listening to a lot of Ayumi Hamasaki's trance albums. Her IU Trance 3 is fantastic and being honest all her trance albums are her cyber trance one is good i mean if you like that techno trance type style it is amazing i mean every track is very well done and they take all her classic songs like depend on you um boys and girls stuff like that and just have them on there and i just love it i could not get enough of those this week also was listening to some more a witch she dropped one of her new newest tracks gila gila which i talked about a little bit last week and i had that on repeat went back to her kujaku album which is phenomenal also been listening to kodokumi's newest song as that that has been amazing went back to her beach mix also was in the background i had on a lot of Mizuki nana this week i went through all three of her best albums the museums and eternal blaze is probably my favorite song along with wild eyes but my love for Mizuki nana has been entranced and enchanted lately also went back to hidano aya as it's been a hot minute those of you know she's a voice actress Iseyu, and she's most famously known for being Suzu, Suzumiya Haruhi. But I was listening to all her solo works like Monstar, Love Gun. Um, I'm just like blanking Riot Girl. And I pretty much put in her best album entitled The Museum and just started going through all her tracks. And I miss, I miss her music. She's such a fun vocalist, gives you that pep in your step, I say. And I also was listening to Kenshi Yunezu this week. I went back to Street Sheep. So it's been a pretty like hodgepodge week, to be honest. There's been a lot of random things on my playlist. So, but with that, we, uh, we're going to 
jump into the next thing, which I don't know if you've all checked it out yet, but we were lucky enough to get an interview with Ballistic Boys from Exile Tribe. And it is for their newest EP called Some Baby. If you haven't checked it out yet, please go to our site at www.ongakuryu.com. And it is a fun interview. We got to talk about their latest sing- their latest EP, Some Baby, and also got to ask them some other questions about previous releases they did, like Animal. So we're going to give a big shout out to Avix, cause, who allowed us to be able to interview them and offered us this opportunity. They are such a fun group. And also, I highly recommend checking out the EP, Some Baby. We talked about it in last week's episode. If you haven't, Highly recommended. And with that, we're actually going to jump right into today's topic, which I know is definitely something great. I know this is totally your genre right here. This is not as much mine, but this was a fun one. So to someone who listens to male pop, what group or artist would you recommend and why? Gray, I'm going to start with you on this. I'm going to let you take the reins on your group because this is definitely your type of thing yeah and uh, I, I will say I went outside of the box today and I went with a group that honestly you would never expect that I listened to and that's dice <laughs> very funny I hear that sarcasm right there <laughs> yeah yeah sorry uh so yeah I, I wanted to highlight a group that I, I I do. I talk about them all the time, and I usually like to take this section of the show and highlight a group that you, you normally wouldn't hear through anime and, and dramas and stuff like that. But at the same time, I, I love this group. They are like a light in my world, and I relish any opportunity to talk about them. So I took the opportunity today to talk about them. And... I wanted to talk about something that I normally don't talk about with Dice, and that is their ballads. That being said, there is one song I do want to highlight. It's one of their newer tracks called Bubble Love. It is really good, really catchy. It's not a ballad, though, So, uh, but I wanted to leave that at the top because I really tackled this group with a very specific purpose in mind and wanted to look at some of their ballads. And honestly, it's been a, it's been a hot minute. Like, they have... Some ballads in face, and I, I think there's at least one ballad in six, but really they haven't done like really good ballads in a while. And honestly, see, uh, this, is, this is a deep, dark secret I have of mine. I have never went back and listened to their early work. So I got to go back and listen to their first two albums for this and uh, really enjoyed my time with both those albums. And honestly, the tracks that stuck out the most to me on these two albums are the ones that we're going to talk about, which are the ballads. Uh, I Don't get me wrong, I love my dance, I love my pop and lock, but uh, I really wanted to show off like the vocals that this group has because I, I, the Dice has really good vocal range and when they really want to get to it, they know what they're doing. And I think ballads are the best place to showcase vocal talent. Like, I don't get me wrong, I love a good, like, vocally focused, upbeat song too, but, I mean, just the beauty that's in a ballad just really brings it all together. Uh, so the first song I'm, uh, the first song I'm gonna talk about as far as their ballads go is off their first album called, uh, which, uh, the first album is called Fight Back. 
the song is called I Still Love You, which is this really beautiful song that is just really well done. There's these wonderful vocals. And this is a very traditional boy song ballad if 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 like like it's really focusing on their harmonization their vocal work as they work together to produce this amazing sound and it really just hits you just the way that the group just comes together for this track i still love you is absolutely absolutely amazing uh, the second track I want to talk about is a Boku no Kiseki, which is on their Every Season album. And oh boy, is this track gorgeous. Like, one, it's it's another just really good showcase for the guy's vocals and just how strong vocal work they are. But this song also stands out because of the amazing composition that's done with this song. That piano work is really, really good and really sucks the listener in. That, honestly, of the three songs we're going to talk about, I think Boku no Kiseki is probably my favorite. I don't know. The last one's really good, too. But uh, Boku no Kiseki is a really good track. I cannot recommend it enough. And the very next track, so this is, so Boku, uh, Boku no Kiseki is the next to last track on every season. The last track is Toki, the acoustic version, which is, 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 is the last track of that one. And Toki is a really good track, on, which is on their first album, Fight Back. But the acoustic version is really good. That that really just elevates the song from like a solid 7 to a perfect 10. I mean, this is perfection. Just everything about it, the vocal work, the acoustic guitar version, it just it really comes together and really just highlights these guys' vocals and you know, this will probably be the last time I get to talk about Dice for a while. So I really wanted to, like I said, highlight their ballads because their ballads are really, really good. And uh, I had a blast going going and discovering these. Luna, uh, I'm very eager to hear uh, what did you think of the tracks I picked for this week? So I honestly haven't listened to much Dice. I know you've talked about them quite a bit. I heard the one song uh, Sota did with Beverly and I thought it was fantastic. Out of all the tracks that you did pick, I think I Still Love You was my favorite. And I just thought all their vocals were fantastic. Just like you said, how they come together. And that's what makes that song is their harmonies, the emotion, and their vocals are on point in every bit. Just the composition. It's just such a beautiful track. And I immediately, I hit the plus sign on that. Because I am a sucker for ballads. And I thought Toki, the acoustic version, was also fantastic. And it's the piano that did it. And their vocals just match so well with it. And I like Boku no Kiseki. However, for me, I think following up I Still Love You was the hard part because I just was so in love with that track that it was hard to beat it for me 
But I thought Boku no Kiseki was a very solid track as well. And I'm glad you went to showcase their ballads because you've always talked about their pop and lock. And I'm I'm super hit or miss on pop, pop and lock. So this gave me a good chance to like, you know, hear their soul and their voices. And I loved that. Not to say they don't have it in their upbeat stuff. Uh, for Bubble Love was the only one. It was not for me. I think it was just the composition and also following up three solid ballads. I think that was the other more difficult thing is due to the fact that I didn't hear as much vocalization as I did. And I still love you, Boku no Kiseki and Toki. So I I love the harmonies and all their ballads. I love how they came together. Bubble Love just didn't give me that same emotion, that same feeling. So it also wasn't my my type of track. But I, I went ahead and listened to a couple of their other latest releases, uh, which were, one was Lights, which I thought was pretty good. I, I still feel like, you know, the other tracks I liked a lot more. So Cartel, I listened to as well. And that one completely threw me off because it was just so, it was, it was something. It was very out there. I will say Dice is extremely talented. I'm glad you picked them because I want to dive further into all of their older music and actually go through all their albums when I have some more time to do that. And I will say I Still Love You and Toki were the two tracks that made me go, I need to actually give these guys another chance because they're very talented and I can exactly see why Gray really likes them. They, they're amazing vocalists. Yeah, they're yeah. I've I've really been drawn to their pop and lock stuff, and I I know like that is not the the like the showcase of their talents, but I mean I I think they do pop and lock really well, to and and it's my style of pop and lock, which is really because like there's multiple ways of pop and lock, and I still I still like like the the dice version of pop and lock. Like they just have really good melodies that they work with, with really strong vocals. And so I, you know, I, I really like that, but you know, I, like I said, I talk about that all the time and you, you know, I know like there's, there might be a listener like Luna who's like, you know, they might've listened to, you know, some of my song recommendations like, man, you know, I'm not feeling Phoenix. I'm sorry. Or it's like, damn, it's not, not catchy gray's lost his mind i'm like i'm like well let me throw out some ballads and like i said they haven't had any in a while that i think are good especially on this level as like toki or i still love you but you know they're still really great vocalists and strong i I wish they do more ballads honestly but they really haven't done them in a while like like i said like there's like a slowish song on face and there's a slowish song on six but you know they're they're not i don't know to me these are better than what you have on those other albums so uh you know we'll see what they do uh you know dice is always mixing things up and you know they're always trying new stuff out so i'm I'm hoping they'll they'll drop like some solid ballads soon that's my hope fingers crossed all right so i'm gonna move on to mine and i will say in a way i cheated and a way i didn't so I pick Nissi. Nishi. He is also known as Takihiro Nishijima, and he is a member of the group AAA. And I wanted to concentrate on Nissi as a soloist, as he is 
a fantastic solo uh, so, solo career and he 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 went solo made a solo debut i mean in 2014 while still being a part of the group AAA, and those of you who want to know more about AAA, they're a co-ed group. We did a whole special episode podcast on them, so I highly recommend checking out our Artist Spotlight. But as a soloist, I absolutely love Nissy. He has amazing vocals, and I, I actually got into him not too long after we did AAA just because I, I wanted to dive more into a lot of them as soloists and I loved his vocals in AAA, which drew me to him. And I, so he has a very smooth and soulful voice. And I think that's why. So the first one I listened to was Dolshioka, which pretty much means like, how are you today? And I absolutely love this track. It's on his Hocus Pocus album from, 2016 it's also on his best album that came out in 2019 and it is an upbeat song and it's not like pop and lock it's just one of those cute upbeat poppy tracks and the melody caught me and I love his vocals in it because he is a sultry smooth sound and being a girl I'm just gonna say this he totally makes me swoon whenever I hear his voice it's just something that just I'm just sitting there with a fake fan right here just like oh my god I love it so after I heard this track, I actually started to dive into all his other tracks because I'm like, okay, I really like him. I want to see what else he has. And the next one I listened to is Madakimi Washiranai, My Prettiest Girl, which is super, super cute. And I feel like it makes every girl who hears this probably fall in love with him because I will admit he's super cute. I have a little bit of a crush on him. And... It's just such a sweet, cute track. The music video is really cute, too. And it also has a super catchy opening. It's like this upbeat jazz type of song, but it also reminds me of a 50s swing song as well. And I could see myself dancing to this so easily and actually picture myself trying to do swing dancing and failing. But that is what drew me into that. And the chorus really does get stuck in your head. If you want a catchy song, I always recommend that one. And then from there, I went to a song called Shadows, which is a beautiful, like, romantic song. But it also has a sorrowful feel to it. The melody actually reminds me more of an R&B pop crossover type song, especially with the piano in it. I also feel like his voice fits with it really well, as he does have this sweet, soulful pop voice. And it just draws you in. So it's one of those ones I sit there and I kind of sway to. And it's not fully ballad. It's more of what, what you'd call like a mid-tempo track. And I think that's why I like it is I, I'm a sucker for mid-tempo ones. And the next one I, pick, I picked, I'm sorry, it is a holiday song. You can hear the freaking jingle bells at the beginning. But it's called Gift. And I absolutely love it. I'm a sucker for holiday songs in general. But it is such a super, super cute track. And it's very easy to get obsessed with. I think he carries it himself very well. And I love the melody with it. It it has like certain parts you hear the bells in the holiday, but you can also listen to it off season because it's not full in your face, oh my god, I'm a Christmas I'm a holiday song type of thing. So I feel like that's why I still like listening to Gift, even during July, August, because it can go either way. And 
one of his newer tracks that came out actually after his best album. He's released a lot of fantastic digital ones lately. And that is Affinity, which I loved. It has this jazz feeling to it. I love how he uses his voice. I love the piano. The piano is really what did it for me. And the composition is he knows how to match himself up with it. So you get this catchy composition. You get this catchy composition. But you also hear his voice just flow with it. And the range and power and the soul. I absolutely love that. And I think one of my favorite things is when he says pretty lady. And I just start swooning because I'm like, oh my god. I just cannot get enough of this song. So, and he's had so many great releases this year. And I will say that of all the ones he's had, because I've loved them all. I think his latest one that dropped in June is called Do Do is fantastic and I almost slept on it because I was still addicted to Say Yes which came out a couple months prior and I listened to Do Do and I'm like this is great I love the dance feel to it it's on this upbeat side you hear Nissy has such smooth vocals in it and it's just one of those feel good tracks so I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's been releasing this year is so far everything he's done has been a hit with me and he keeps proving himself to me once and once again because I've covered him on Ongaku Go but I've never got to actually discuss a lot of his music on here which I should so I'm glad I get to showcase him as I think he has great vocal talent and his voice and his tracks are very enjoyable especially if if you're a girl like me who who just has that, you know, little secret crush and all the, those guys with those soulful voices. So, but Gray, I know you're a huge AAA fan. And I don't know how many of the their solo, some of the artists you've dived into in their, in their solo work specifically. But what did you think of Nissy? Yeah, no, I really enjoyed my time with Nissy. And uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to really dig in. Like, you know, I've heard a song here and there from various members as far as their solo work goes, but I haven't really t- t- taken the time to follow their solo careers or listen to them. So I'm really glad you picked Nissy because uh, he, he is, he's a great vocalist and you can really hear that in his work. Uh, stuff like Mada Kimi wa Shiranai, My Prettiest Girl, is really good. I, I, I think of the ones you picked, Luna, that was my favorite. Uh, it's really catchy. It's got a great, like, I don't know, like 50s vibe to it. That just really, really good. Uh, but I mean, Nissy is really good. He's a great vocalist, and his years with AAA really show and shine in his solo work. Uh, because, you, you know, in AAA, you, you know, you're one of many moving parts, and so, you know, you don't always get to stand out and shine like you do if you're a soloist and uh he you know nissi is great and songs like gift which it it is is a it you know you can definitely hear that in and um you know it is definitely a winter song but man it just it it's a great showcase of the man's vocals and really just pulls you in and i did i loved it i absolutely enjoyed my time with nissi uh, I, he is one of my more favorite uh, members of AAA. So 
I, I was really happy to spend time with him. Uh, it's like like I've only heard a track or two from Sky High and Misaki Uno. I've only heard like a few tracks as well. So I'm like like I'm not ultra familiar with a lot of their work, their solo work. But uh, I did enjoy my time with Nissi. Uh, his uh, his latest track Doo is really good, really really good. A lot of fun. Definitely a good dance number and expertly done uh he knows how to play to his strengths he's been in the industry for years and he shows it so i I think he's fantastic and i'm really glad you picked him luna thank you so i did have a question for you because of course you know you picked dice which i'm glad you picked him it was a great showcase if you did not pick dice what would you have picked a group or would you have picked a soloist uh that's a good that's a good question. Uh, you know, I haven't thought about that, and because w- when I saw the topic, that was like that was literally the first group that popped in my mind. And when I got the thumb, lo- the green, the green light, I was like, "Oh, cool." Uh, but uh, you know, I love Dai, I love Daichi, uh, but again, you know, he's somebody we talk about all the time. Uh, honestly, I'd have to do a little digging uh, to find somebody because I would like to find somebody who I like that uh we haven't like um we haven't really talked about a whole lot or you wouldn't necessarily know from anime so and and sadly like this is like the one genre where it's like man a lot of pop music like a lot of pop artists go to anime because you know this they fit so well uh so it's really hard uh daichi i think would be really really good uh i mean he's he's big and but if you want like a really solid vocalist that's a great dancer i'm telling you daichi is one of those people i love his vocals don't get me wrong great vocalist but he's one of those guys you have to watch his music videos I, i'm i'm 100 serious if you're not watching his music videos you're missing out because the man is one of the best dancers in japan and it's his choreography is brilliant and if you are not watching that, you are literally missing what makes Daichi Daichi. So I, I will say that, like, 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 if you have listened to a Daichi song and you've not watched a music video, correct that mistake right now. Go watch that man dance; it'll change your life. I promise. Uh, so I'd say Daichi. I don't know what I, I don't know if I could do like what I did and like focus zero in on. A particular aspect of his career but uh probably daichi and just talk about some maybe some of my favorite music videos and talk about his choreography uh, that would probably work so let, let me ask you this luna since you picked nissi for your your soloist uh of triple a uh who is your second favorite i think i know who but i or who is your favorite and second favorite is nissi your favorite of triple a nissi's my favorite oh, okay because I know you're a huge Sky High fan, too. Yes. And it's almost tied for them because I I want to say I pro- it's hard it's hard to say who I got into first. Actually, I take that back. I got into Sky High first because I liked him before I super got into AAA. Yeah. And I he's been showcased on a lot of art as a rapper and a lot of artists, like a featuring artist. And that's how I heard about Sky High is because he's done so many songs with collaborations. Yeah. And I think he is a 
fantastic rapper. And he's a great singer, too. So, but I think after hearing Nissy, I I really fell in love with Nissy's vocals. So as far as pop goes, I mean, Sky High, I would say, is probably more hip-hop rap. And... But out of all the group in general, it's a it's a big tie between Nissy and Sky High, because I love them both. I think they're they they have talent. Each have a talent that I I love and different types of talents. I think Nick, Nissy is more of my vocal my vocalist, and he's super cute. But I also think Sky High is cute too. But Sky High is a great rapper. So right now, if I had to pick, it'd be Nissy then Sky High. If it was years ago before we did the triple a episode it would it would actually be sky high then nissy and i guess you could say over the last since we did the triple a episode i've started diving into more of the artist solo works and i also checked out like uh shuta Sueyoshi. i did listen i've listened to Shin, uh, shinjiro atai due to he did he did Somewhat Aoyama Taruma, and you know, I wanted to check out some of his works. And I've listened to Urato Naoya, he's probably the first AAA artist I listened to solo works due to the fact that he did a song called Dream On with Ayumi Hamasaki. So, I, I mean, like, I, I think they're all very talented in their own way, but the top two are Nissi and Sky High for me. After that, it's really hard because I haven't really listened to Misako Uno's solo works and same with Chiaki Ito. I haven't really listened to her stuff. So I can't say anything on those two because I haven't dived into them yet. But if I had to pick a third, it'd probably be uh, Shuta Sueyoshi. So and then I can't count uh, Naoya anymore. So <laughs> yeah, no, you, but you can't count him. He, he, no, he did so, some bad stuff. I mean, yeah, technically, so, chi, uh, Chiaki uh, Uno, uh, um, Chiaki Ito. Ito, thank you. I don't. I was getting. I almost said Chiaki Uno, and I was like, "You're merging both the girls." Yeah, she's also left. She she she's also left. Uh, but she she's really good. She's a really talented vocalist, and she has a solo career. I need to get back to her because uh, she dropped a, a single like two three years ago. I really like. And so I, I go back to, I go back every winter cause it was a winter release and I listen to that and, uh, I love that track. I love it to death, but I really just, for me, I, 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 I don't know, like, uh, I get, I get caught in the weeds and I mean, I like it, like every, I knows I love triple a and you, you can actually think Ken for for me liking AAA because I, I fell in love with LOL and he's like you like LOL why aren't you listening to AAA and I'm like I don't know why why aren't I listening to AAA it's a good question so I went back and listened to AAA loved AAA and uh, yeah uh, so it, it's hard I I, I was I like Nissy too I think Nissy is probably my favorite I don't know I'm with you uh, Nissy and Sky High I I think are my two favorites. I mean, Misaki Uno has got some really good tracks too that I like, but I, I don't. To me, I think Nizzy is a really strong vocalist, and Sky High is a fantastic rapper. Probably 
one of the best in the industry in my two cents like he's just he's phenomenal i would i would honestly make the argument that triple a never utilized him enough like he should rap in every song not just on the occasion they do a rap track so that that that's my opinion like like sky high is really talented and they kind of wasted him i i think i mean he's got good vocals too don't get me wrong but he's he's just a way better rapper and I I think you you know see I if I dove into one solo career I've I've really been like on the edge of diving into Sky High, but because I th- you couldn't cover him for the site in any meaningful manner unless we were going to do like male rappers or something like that like I don't I wouldn't have a reason to listen to him, and time is limited so like listening to him just for fun like. Like I might do that, but it, he dropped be a, a best album last year. Ooh, so that's probably your best way to go. Yeah. And it's three discs, and the nice thing is, is like one of those discs is a collaboration track, which is really cool. And yeah. I, I wanted to buy it because I, I, it's nice to have all of one artist's works on one compilation, especially if you haven't purchased their previous albums. But I would say if you want to get into Sky High, I would just recommend him starting with his best album. And same with Nissy, his 2019 best album contains pretty much all, almost all the tracks from his Hocus Pocus, his two Hocus Pocus albums. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, great when artists do that. But Sky High's album is on Apple Music and Spotify. And I do recommend it. I really want to buy it. A lot of the tracks are remastered as well. So, I mean, if you want to go back, you can always go back and check out his other his other albums. But I honestly think it's easier just to just start from... He has a lot of albums. So it would, would take you a while if you went through them all. So I would just start with his best. If you like that, go back and start listening to, you know, all his other albums. Just take it slow. Yeah, I'll have to do that. I've I've got to get past because uh, I'm up next for MC, so that takes priority. <laughs> but yes, uh, I will definitely shortlist that because I I would like to dive into honestly, I'd like to dive into more Nissy than the uh, handful of tracks you you posted. It's uh, because uh, like I I think he's a great vocalist, and all the things I all the things I said earlier about him, I I really want to dive into him too. He's so. an easy artist to listen to because he doesn't have as much as Sky High. And yeah. he really just had two studio albums, a best album, two live albums, and digital singles. And most of those digital singles are on his best album. So he's a such an easy artist to get through and such a nice listen. But he, I would say, you know, depending on your mood, start with that. Okay, real quick, since we've been talking about AAA and... I don't want to derail the podcast too much, so we'll keep this very brief. I am curious to hear your two cents. 2022, are, is the band going to get back together? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know because a lot of them are doing very well in their solo careers. I could see them staying on hiatus a little longer, maybe doing a comeback tour. But, you know, I, I really can't say it's a toss-up coin. Yeah, I'm honestly in the same boat because personally, I'd love to get the band back together because like AAA, but you know they're down their leader and 
you know, everybody's doing well on, on, on their solo career. So, I mean, if you're having a fantastic solo career, why do you need to get the band back together? What what purpose does it serve other than to hold you back? Well, they could still do a tour because a lot of artists, For I'm going to use Speed, for example. Um, most of those artists had solo careers. Speed, they went solo, then they came back as a group, then they went solo. Then they came back as, then they, they all continued their solo careers throughout. Most of them did. But they would come back and they do a tour or two. And I wouldn't per se, they always released an album when they got back together because they were very sporadic in what they did. And I, I mean, they could do something like that where they do a tour together, a limited tour, like a dome tour. And just do a lot of their top tracks, maybe do one new track, add it in, that type of thing. And a lot of artists do that who they'll get back together occasionally, but a lot of them will keep their solo careers. So yeah, I could see something like that. I I, I don't know if they're going to come together and release a whole new album per se, but I could still see them doing a reunion tour and, you know, doing like a limited reunion tour. So I'd see that ha- I could see that happening easily, but that that's just my two cents on that one. So I I did want to highlight because unfortunately Ken couldn't be on here, but he actually picked my secondary choice, and I'm glad he picked it. So Ken had picked Gen Hoshino, and I wanted to mention that because I think Gen Hoshino is a great choice for a male pop artist, and especially with his track pop virus and koi which are two of his most popular tracks to be honest and uh i know it was if i'm correct it was pop virus that became very popular due to the game death stranding so i i mean i think that's actually you know a big thing but also i love the music video for koi because that's what turned me on to hoshino again is that track and i do feel like he's always hit or miss however when he releases something and it's good it's good like fushigi which we've talked about several times is phenomenal and i there's one track of his i i still love and it is hold on Real, real quick, uh, I wanted to hop in and talk real quickly about again uh, Hoshino. He's, I he he's a hit and miss artist for me. Like we've covered him many times on the podcast, but uh, yeah, you know Koei and Pop Virus are two two tracks actually I'd never listened to, and I went back and checked them out for today's episode and really liked them. I thought you know they were fantastic tracks, uh, and I, I'm still listening to Fushigi. Fushigi as a wonderful track that's going to be uh probably in my runners for tracks of the year so uh genoshino is really good and you know he's been around a pretty good while uh his first album came back came out in 2010 so you know he's 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 been around the scene a while and you can really hear like the experience that he has in his voice especially his later tracks. So I, I'm, I'm glad Ken picked him. I wish he could have been on the show tonight to really go into why he likes uh, Gen Hoshino. Because uh, I, I do, I think he's a solid pick and uh, definitely an industry legend. So my favorite track is still Uchide Orodo. Or, uh, Orodo. It's pretty much 
Dancing on the Inside, and it was a big track last year during the whole state home movement. Everyone on YouTube was singing it with him, and he it was super cute. So, I I, I love Gen Hoshino. Also, he's an amazing actor, but I'm not going to go into that. But I'm glad Ken picked him. I wish if he could talk about him more. And that would have been a secondary choice for me. Also, Daichi Mira, like Gray said, would have been one for me because he is an amazing pop vocalist. You want someone with great soulful vocals. Daichi is a good starting point to get into, as I feel like he also has a song for everyone. So I hope you enjoyed our somewhat long segment. I know we did derail because of Nissy, but I hope you enjoyed our derailment. And with that, we are going to move on to our music corner this week, which Ken had the reins, and I'm super sad he couldn't be here because this is his artist. And Ken went with Sukisha, and Sukisha is a solo music project of trackmaster Hiroyuki Ikezawa that got his start back in August of 2017. And with the daunting virtue of pursuing unique and universal sound that is enjoyable for all audiences, Sukisha does a wide net of compositions and it's very interesting listening to him because Sukisha really does have a huge variety of music and each album varies and that's one of the things I also liked about him and I'm glad Ken picked him because of a lot of the artists he has featuring with him. But you know, whether it be like a house style, such as songs like Sparkling and Blue Green, or like a neo soul melody of Cherry, or a lo fi of Magic Spell. So he turns heads with many newcomers, and it really persuades them to keep on listening to the next track because you don't know what he's going to do. So, with several, while several of his solo tracks are amazing in their own right, Sukisha really shines with his collaboration efforts and songs like Big Smile with Koji Koji and Just Dance with Kansano are just many examples of how he can bring out the best out in any vocalist. And I agree with everything Ken said on that because listening to Sukisha for me has been a treat. I have, I enjoyed his solo works he did. However, his collaborations are just phenomenal. And I also want to highlight Magic Spell featuring Koji Koji, Zeta-kun, and uh, Koke because that track is just a ma- uh, is like magical, literally. Koji Koji's vocals are just great. And I think Sukisha can- does so many great collaboration works. And another one I personally want to highlight is Sukisha is the one he did with and it was a whole album that he did with this artist and I just I was just blown away and it was Kiki Vivi Lily and it I just cannot believe how good it was like I loved every track on that and the album was called Over the Rainbow but Rainbow Town, Blue and Green, Winter Strolls, Gray Spring. I mean, this album was full solid. And you also got a remake, uh, the remake, remix of Rainbow Town by Tofu Beats. Oh my god, so good. So I greatly enjoyed Sukisha due to the variety of his style. And also I was I needed a chill music this week because some of his music is more of that neo soul and house and it's a lot more chill so I enjoyed it 
But, Gray, I'm curious to hear what you think, because I know Sukisha isn't usually your type of style of music. Yeah, Sukisha, uh, he, he's, uh, man, he, Ken likes to pick the ones that make me struggle. So, I, you know, I think he's talented. I think he's really good. And I will agree with you. I think his collaborations are uh, really where he shines. But, you know, he, he really reminds me, not in the same musical stylings, but just in that same vein as... He's really experimental. He really's always like pushing the boundary, always trying to find something new. Uh, and you know, he's kind of in that vein. He he kind of reminds me of Kinchi Onezu. So uh, for me, I he has a couple of tracks I really liked. Uh, Let me know and Auspicious Intoxication. I I thought were really stellar tracks. But overall, like this is a artist that I, I don't know if I would go out and buy. I don't know if I'd actively seek his music like I, I don't mind talking about him when if he comes up but this isn't an artist that i'm personally just like download any of his music and go back and listen to it i i'll probably re-listen to him for the uh roundup and ken's gonna want to know how much he's grown on me and i don't see sukisha growing on me at all uh i hope i'm wrong i hope i'm wrong but uh, for me, I, I don't think this is just the kind of music I'm into, and this is this isn't for me. But you, you know, he's he's more of a composer than a than really a artist. Is my takeaway from him? Because uh, you you know you have tracks on his Sketch Simply album where it's literally just two dudes talking. Like that that's the kind of stuff he likes to do. You know. And, and like, there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just like, it's just not for me. And so, you, you know, I'm, I'm glad he picked him. Uh, this is an artist who actually has been recommended to me several times on Apple music. I've, I've seen his profile picture a lot. Uh, cause it is, I always thought it was weird. This, this, this guy sitting on a bus staring out at a foggy window. So, uh, I'm actually glad I was, we were able to, you know, listen to him a little bit and really get, you know, I get to finally figure out, find out, you know, who this guy staring out the window is. So I'm, I'm glad Ken picked him. It, he's not for me, but I think if you like experimental chill music, I think you can't miss with the Sukisha and that, that, that's perfectly cool. So I will say I do disagree with you a little bit on that he's more of a composer than an artist, just because a lot of his early stuff, like his album Segment of Cakes, Junk Food Society, Beside Your Bedside, were really just him. So like I thought of his solo stuff, I loved Dance in the Moon. And I thought that was fantastic. I do think he's a really good composer, though. But I also think he has a talents in being an artist. But I do love that he does collaborations as well, because it does show off that he can pretty much do anything. Like his Sketch Simply album featuring Zedekun. Zedekun, I think Zedekun does amazing with the rap, while Sukisha brings that vocal point. 
And I, I loved that. And I think the one you said he was just talking, that was his Just Chilling at Home. And it was actually a commentary to his album called Just Killing, uh, Chilling at Home. Because he had an album called that. And then he did a commentary for that album off each track. But well, that's the talking one. Well, no, I'm talking about uh, in Sketch Simply, the the first and last tracks of that of that album are just two dudes talking. Introduction and We'll Be Back. Well, yeah, it's like, you know how people have a prologue yeah. to an album? Because Nishino Kana did the same thing on all her albums. She had a prologue and an ending, and they weren't like real songs. Oh, so oh, I yeah. think for the introduction, they're just, he's just introducing Zedekun. And then the last track, We'll Be Back, is pretty much just saying, hey, dudes, we'll be back. And just kind of talking. And I don't know if you remember how a lot of rap and R&B artists did it back in the day. Like, I'm going to bring Ashanti and Ja Rule up in here. On their albums, they have skits, and it's just them talking, not rapping, not singing. And same with Destiny's Child on their Writings in a Wall album. They did the same thing. So I feel kind of like with a sketch simply, he was doing something around that point and just Probably. trying to introduce him and Zedekun in there and the album they're doing and doing that outro. So I wouldn't say it's just them talking. I would say, yes, they are talking, but it's more of that introduction to the album. Like Probably. I mean, it's in Japanese and I'm not fluent in Japanese, so it's hard for me to know what they're talking about. But because pretty much like the the title states, he's introducing it. He's introducing the album. And then at the end, they're pretty much saying, you know, saying they're they're going to be back. They'll do something else again. And then Zedekun is featured later on. Yeah, because he did magic spell. Yes, exactly. So that's pretty much like them saying, hey, we'll be back. But I, so I think he has a great, he's very unique in how he does his music. And I think that's nice for the industry, but he, he's not for everyone. Like you said, Gray, he is, yeah. if you like your chill music and you like the type of neo soul, you like your house style, you'll like him. If you're not into that, you're, it's gonna he he will be a mess for you, but I still recommend checking him out, especially if you like hip hop. The album he did with Zedekun is fantastic. So and also his latest album is very very good, and I love that. And that one is Kiss the Knowledge, Kiss the Knowledge Knives, and that has definitely more of a hip hop rap feel, especially you got songs like Easy Going featuring Soda and Koke. Uh, so. But with that, Sukisha has released six albums between 2018 and 2021 with over 30 digital singles. So there's bound to be some new sounds and experiences for listeners and fans alike. Yeah, he's been very busy. Like when I saw when I saw like he started in 2018, I saw how many albums he's dropped. I was like, she's Louise, man, which is, you know, more power to him. And I mean, he keeps them short. Like a lot of his albums are only 30 minutes. So, yeah, and, and, you know, you get a nice listening experience, which I do appreciate. And he had several albums. He had a total of three, four albums in 2020, if you count his commentary and instrumental album. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he had time to produce all that and get in, and have all that in, which I think is fantastic. And also he has some great digital singles. His new ones, like I enjoyed Fireworks and Fireworks a lot. I thought it was pretty good. And Sparkling was also very good. So I'm looking forward to hearing what new sounds he'll have in the future as Sukisha is a very active artist and he's always coming up with new sounds and bringing something new to the industry. So I think 
new listeners and old will find something they enjoy from him. Yeah. So be sure. Oh, I was just going to say, I think by the next time that we cover him, he'll probably have another album out. He's overdue for one. <laughs> he did have his he's, new he's album. He's about two a year. Yeah, so I but, can see him maybe doing one later this year, you know, October, November. I know his latest album, Kiss the Knowledge Knives, released in March. So he could easily have one by the t- time we do our roundup. Or he could drop a couple more digital singles in the meantime, too. So I'm I'm looking forward to it nonetheless. But be sure to check out the music video for Magic Spell on our website. And along with Suki Show's official website, Twitter, and Instagram. And with that, we are going to move on to this week's Oricon, which was interesting. Nonetheless, I I I have okay. some things to say, but not a lot. Just it's there. And we're at this point, I just say we dive right in. Agreed. All right. So we're going to start with number 10. It is Dynamite by BTS. Nothing more we can say about that as it has stayed the same since last week. And Dynamite by BTS sold a total of 20,295 points. And moving on up to Kirari by Fujikaze. I am disappointed that Ken is not on here because he is still not not gotten to talk about this track but i'm hoping next time he is on kirari will pop back up so he can say what he wants to say as gray and i have said everything we can say as we've talked this track into the ground so with that kirari by fujikaze sold a total of twenty thousand three hundred and four points and moving on up to number eight it is attention by kiss my Futo. And I'm going to be specific on how attention is spelled. It's A number 10, Sean. So attention. And this is a new track for us. And Gray, I know you, you've you liked a lot of Kiss My Photos music. So what did you think of attention? Yeah, attention, it's um, it's not a bad track. Don't I want to get that right out of the gate. I think it's serviceable for what it is. But... I don't know. I was kind of indifferent on it. I think it's a solid track overall. I, I was telling Luna off the air that if if it was available digitally or whatnot, like I'd probably download it, but uh, not because I really, really love the song. It's it's solid. It's a good upbeat number, but it's. I think Kiss My Futo's got better tracks, and I think this one's just kind of the middle of the pack. But if you're a Kiss My Futo fan like I am, I think you will find a lot to appreciate about this. I, I did. I, I thought it was good. Uh, like I said, it's just probably not their best. But I this is streaming only, and I think we'll see it at number one when it actually hits. But uh, yeah, this, it was okay. I, I, I Like I said, I recommend it to, you know, if you're a Johnny's fan, you probably don't need my recommendation. But uh, I think it's solid. Uh, just not their best. I do agree with you. Attention was, it was good. It had a nice melody. Their vocals are good. However, it, it's not my favorite Kiss My Photo song. I do think they've had better. They've had ones that I've absolutely loved. And Attention to me feels like it's just there, just by the numbers. Enjoyable, but I wouldn't go out of my way to pick it up. But... I mean, with that, attention to decent. 
it sold a total of 20,979 points. And I'm actually going to be specific on this. This was streaming only. So this is one of the only ones on here that we specifically is streaming. So uh, there will... It's also one of the first Johnny's tracks. Correct me if I'm wrong. But this is like one of the first Johnny's tracks that, that's streaming only that we that we've talked about. Like we, there might be one or two more, uh, but as far as I know, like usually like Johnny's tracks don't come up until they drop, and this one's not quite out yet. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes once it actually does drop. With that, I'm just gonna note the reason why attention is streaming only as it's actually part of their best album that released on August 10th, and that best album was ti- is titled "Best of Kiss My Futo" and it's a, a three CD set and other editions available depending on you get. But attention is one of the leading tracks off there, so I'm glad to see it pop up on here. As I think that's really cool that we got to hear one of their latest tracks on here. And I'm looking forward to see how well that album placed. Same. All right. So, and with that, next up is another one that's still hanging in there is Dry Flower by Yuri. Nothing more we can say about this. It sold a total of 21,845 points this week. And moving on up to another regular. I shouldn't have to say that, but we are. It is... Kaibutsu and Yasashi Suise about Yaosobi. Not surprised to see it's still hanging on there, as we'll talk about something a little later. And Kaibutsu Yasashi Suise sold a total of 24,479 points. And moving on up to Crybaby at number 5 by Official Hige Dandism. Glad to see it's still hanging in there. I'm sure it's due to Tokyo Revengers still airing, or just finishing up airing. And Crybaby sold a total of 25,366 points this week. And moving up to number four, it is Earphone Riot by Shin- Shinitsu Ebisu Chugaku. And I'm going to point out, they are the little sister group of Momo Ito Clover Z. And we have actually discussed them before. It was January of 2020. And I actually enjoyed Earphone Riot. I was I was taken aback by the title because when I saw it, I thought this is going to be an overpowering, hyper girl group song and I'm going to hate it. But I didn't. Before I get into what I thought, Gray, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I I will say the reasons why you thought you would hate the song perfectly describe the song. <laughs> because it, it it is uh it is like energy level is at 11. I mean, they really cranked it up on this one, but it's okay. It is what it is. I I will say you know, I didn't know that they were the little sister group of Momo Iro Clover Z, but after hearing that, I was like, "Oh, I totally see it." So I, you know, I think it's a decent track overall. I, I will say this: if you like Momo Iro Clover Z, you'd probably like this track, and if you don't like Momo Iro Clover Z or that just next level, I, I don't know if you'd like your phone right or not, but. 
uh, it's it's an okay track for me. I, I I liked it. I don't think I liked it enough to download it or anything like that. But, you know, for what it is, I think it's decent. And I'm glad that it's here. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed my time with Earphone Riot. I thought their vocals were very good. It fit with the melody. And despite the title and it being a a girl group and I'm super super hit or miss on these I liked it I thought ever I think what did it for me yes it was one that was uh, more of a hyper very upbeat track but the composition matched so well with the girls harmonies and vocals that it made it enjoyable I will say I'm not gonna go out and purchase earphone riot or really listen to it all the time but I honestly think it's a solid track and I completely understand why it sold what it did and i actually think Shin, uh, shinitsu ebisu chugaku does very very well of doing of being momo ito clover's little sister so i think it's a solid one i'm glad to see it on here and we got to talk about it as for me it always reminds me that hey there are some girl groups that you end up liking that aren't too you know that might be overbearing but not at the same time so with that, Earphone Riot by Shinitsu Ebisu Chugaku sold a total of 25,894 points. And moving on up to number three with Love Letter by Yaosobi. So, Gray, I'll let you start off on this one since I know we've seen a lot of Yaosobi lately. What did you think of Love Letter? Yeah, I'm still in the Yaosobi rut, I guess is a great way to put it. Because I've gone over this before, so I don't want to beat the dead horse per se. So I will try to keep this very brief, but I've really hit this rut with Yasobi where they have a lot of tracks I don't particularly dislike for any manner or reason, but I'm not enthralled or enthused by them either. They just kind of like meh for me, and this Love Letter is no exception. I think it's okay. I don't think it's a bad track in any particular manner. And uh, I think it's a pretty solid track overall, but I'm not going to go back and re-listen to this. I'm, I'm not, like, like if you or Ken put it on your top fives, I'll, I might go back and listen to it. That'll probably be what it takes for me to go back and listen to this track. I just, like... I want to like Yalsobi so much. I really do. And they've only had like one or two tracks I've really cared for. And uh, even those I didn't I didn't download. So I, I don't... It, it, it is what it is. Yalsobi, I, I see why it's here where it's at. But I'm not... I, I'm not a fan of it. it it's okay. Uh, I... I would like I, I I know where Luna's gonna go and I, I don't want to steal her thunder uh just but I do I do want to say uh, where Luna's about to go I'm, I'm gonna completely agree with so Luna why, why don't you tell everybody what you think of Love Letter so for me I'm hit or miss on it and here's why. So I like that Yao Sobi did something a little different with Love Letter. They kept the composition more simplistic. And it was a change up because a lot of their latest singles 
are very reminiscent of Yorini Kakeru, which was their big hit. I mean, that is still a super popular track. So I felt like with Love Letter, they, they didn't fully go out of their bubble, but they did change it up with the composition and toned it down, which I like. They kept it more simpler. And I think we do need that from Yawasobi. And it shows that they do other things besides Yorini Kakeru type tracks. And that was my big issue, is a lot of the ones we've been seeing, we've been getting new tracks from them every three to four weeks, which I think is great that they're able to churn out new music quickly, especially with the hype and the all the um, numbers they're getting. You know, a lot of fans are falling in love with their music. So yes, I think it's great they're able to put out more music for fans. But I know for me, part of it, I do understand your Yaosobi rut. Because I do feel that in a way, I like Love Letter. I like that they did something different than RGB and Kaibutsu, Yasushi Suisei, Yorini Kakeru. However, I, I, I feel like I've listened to so much Yaosobi lately that for me, it does all start to run together. Love Letter does have differences than the other tracks. But in a way, I also feel like I wouldn't say I'm in a rut. I just feel the market's been over... The Oricon specifically has been oversaturated with Yawasobi. We're talking about them constantly. And I know they're popular. Just like when Official Hige with Pretender. And all we talked about was Pretender. All we talked about was Yesterday. And there was another track we talked about all the time too. And I my mind just blanked on it. But I feel like the same thing. That... After a while, you talk about that artist and those tracks so much, you just get burnt out and you just don't, you start to lose interest in their newer releases. And I, I don't want that to happen because I think Yawasobi is very talented and I love that they're so popular, but I feel like I do need a little bit of a break from them. I think Love Letter was refreshing. I do recommend people who like or don't like them check it out because it is something different. And if you don't like them, you might like Love Letter. If you like them, it's a break from Yashisi Suisei, Kaibutsu, Yorini Kakeru. So that's my two cents on that. Sorry about the long rant, but it's one I'm very indifferent on. N- yeah, no, it, it's it's one of those things where, I don't know, it's hard to contextualize, uh, for me at least, it's hard to contextualize my thoughts and feelings on Yasobi and being concise. Because I feel like you, you have to really go into the weeds to understand where you're coming from, if that makes any sense. And, uh, and, and you know, like, I, I wish I liked Yasobi as more than I do. Like, like, I don't think they're bad by any means. I don't think they're fantastic either. They're just like, oh, hey, you know, oh, okay, yeah, it's here. It's good. I, I will not care about the song in a week's time, but that's neither here nor there, but. Yeah. So with that, Love Letter by Yawasobi sold a total of 26,236 points. And moving on to number two, it has remained the same since last week. It is Butter by BTS. Nothing more we can say about that. I have a feeling it will still be hanging in there with their best album being released. And this as a full physical single as well. So with that, Butter sold a er, full physical album. Let me specify. I apologize. So Butter by BTS sold a total of 67,830 points. And with that, we move on to number one. 
which I'm very excited about, actually. It is Mascara by Stones. And, Gray, I am going to let you take the lead on this one since you're our local boy band fan. Yeah, no. And I, I will say, like, my perception of Stones has radically changed over the course of the past couple of months. You, you know, when I heard them at the Oricon, like, you know, like, that really shook what I thought Stones was, you know? And, you know, every, every release that they've had this year, I've actually really enjoyed. I think they're really good. And I think Mascara is no exception. I, I think it's a really wonderful track. Really well done. It's more focused on their vocals, but it's a... It's a bit of a more upbeat track. It's not a ballad or anything like that. But uh, it's definitely a it's a really good song. And I would say it's like I I wanna say it's not a traditional stones song, but the past couple of months have really changed like like I I no longer know what a traditional stone song would look like. And maybe that's a good thing, but I, I did. I really like this. I think it's great, and uh, I, I really liked it. Uh, if I had the money, I probably would buy it. If it was available digitally, I definitely would download it. So I, I think like they had the week this week. I think this is by far the best track of the week. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. I think Stones knocked it out of the park. Well, Japan definitely agreed with you because it sold a ton. I mean, it annihilated everyone. And this is the reason all the other numbers look so dinky when you see Mascara. So I also agree with you. I think Mascara is fantastic. And Stones has also changed my perception this year on how I feel about them because I was very iffy on them to be in the beginning due to the pop and lock. And I didn't know how I felt, but after hearing Boku Ga, Boku, Janai Mi Taida earlier this year, I completely changed my perception on them with that being such a vocal heavy track. And I just loved it. And then I was getting a mascara and now they're two for two and in a row. And mascara is fantastic because it is a great melody to it. They do a good job with their vocals and I like that it has this Latin flavor to it. You ever slightly so hear it in the composition. And I think it flows very well. It's not pop and lock. It has a nice rhythm beat to it, something you can dance to. And it showcases their talents. I'm hoping they're going to continue to do more songs like they, like this. And yeah. I, I... Go on, go on. I'm, I'm just agreeing with you. I, I do still think Bokuga Boku Janai Mi Taida is my favorite by them so far but I'm also a sucker for ballads so yes. that could be why yeah no I, I like uh, I, I think they're on the right for me personally in my musical taste they're they're on the, the right trajectory and I, I remember when they debuted because they be, debuted alongside Snowman and you, you know they had a very pop and lock song and Snowman had a very traditional pop song i guess would be a better term and, and it's like and i thought in that moment that i would prefer snowman over stones but uh stones you know was the one that was popular like like they keep having release after release after release and you keep seeing them 
And so I really had to, you know, confront myself with this. And they did the opening for Yas uh, Yasha Hime, which I did. I like that song too. And 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 you know, I was that was the first Stone song that I was very vocal about. I really liked it. Uh, but you know, like that was the that was like the start of it. And and then and even then, I was like. Oh, you know, it's good, but it's good for a Stone song. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was like the attitude I had toward that. And then, you know, they did the Kohaku, and I heard, I just, I heard these guys' vocals, and I was like, okay, okay, Th these guys are, are brilliant. And yeah, they, they've done more, like you said, Luna, just more, like, they, songs that really lean more in their vocals as of late. And like this, and mascara, yeah, it has a, like it really does have a good rhythm and beat to it, and and that 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 is really important in dance music, you know, the rhythm, like like that that's what you feel when you listen to it. You want to feel that rhythm, and I think you know they really nailed it with this one, and you, you know I've the the past couple of months have really altered my opinion of Stones because. I, I got to the point where I was dreading to see them at the top of the chart, and now I look forward to seeing them at the top of the chart, because because uh, I I really like it. Now they could they could take a hard left back to where they started, and that's fine if they do that. I I'm willing to bet dollars to donuts they will at some point, because that style of music is very popular, and and I know I'm the minority on that one, and that's fine. Uh, but. I, I do. I, I like what they've been doing a lot as of lately, and I, I want them to keep going in the direction that they're going in. So we'll see what happens, but I, I'm, I'm hyped for this. Uh, I really like it a lot, and I can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah, with how well Mascara sold, I'm hoping they keep with this style. Their vocal heavy stuff is where they shine. And I feel the same way about Snowman because we talked about Hello, Hello, which I thought was solid. But I feel Stones is going down the right path. And if they keep doing more solid tracks like this, I will be very happy. If they don't, I mean, everyone goes out of that range once in a while. But I'm loving Mascara. I love Bokuga, Bokujanaimi Taida. And I'm looking forward to see what they're, they'll do next. So they are definitely a group to watch for. And with that, Mascara took number one with 502,411 points. So they hit over that 500,000 mark. And you can see why all the other numbers got annihilated. And good for them. And this is with both CD and streaming. I have a feeling a good chunk of the CD sold a lot because Stones always, Stones is Johnny's and they release several editions and their physical CDs always sell very well. So I I mean, being honest, if I just bought a few things, but I, I can't buy any more or else I would be buying mascara. I need to wait and save, but it, it's fantastic. I'm so glad to see him on here. But with that, we're going to see how the albums did because not only did Stones Annihilate, but I think some albums on here I definitely want to highlight Annihilated as well. So we got number 10. It is Thrilling, six mini album by The Boys, which is newest Korean group. 
And number nine, we got another newbie on here, which is a very interesting one. It's animu, Animus. It's Suki no Usagi wa Vuacharu no Yumimiru by Suki no Mito. And it looks very interesting. It almost reminds me of Lucky Star. So. And next up we got, of course, Fast and the Furious soundtrack for their newest movie, F9. We got another Korean group, Empathy, first mini-album by D.O. And, of course, still got BTS, the best on there. No big surprise. I mean, they're they're very hot right now, and that album had several editions selling very well. We got Spire's Best of the Best. We also got, here we go, we were just talking about AAA Grey. We got This Is Where We Promise by Shinjiro Atae from AAA. Nice. He has this album out here, and it sold pretty well. It sold uh, a little over about 9,500 copies, so that's pretty good. That is really good. So I'm always super hit or miss in his music. I might actually check it out just to like try to give him another chance and see if my opinion has changed. <laughs> so, um, and number three, we got, it looks like, some husbandos over here. We got Night A, Kishi A. The Night by Night A Kishie. Sorry for a more specification. That sold pretty well. 33,000, about 33,000 points. Another Korean gr- uh, group, which no surprise, Astro always pops up. It is their latest mini album, Switch On, eighth mini album by Astro. And number one for albums, like killed it. This is why I wanted to highlight the albums because we kind of brought this up. So, best of Kiss My Futo by Kiss My Futo top number one and it sold 254,735 points yes stones beat it but that is amazing and i'm glad to see kiss my photo on here and knocking it out with their best album and it is still available on cd japan in several limited editions so i do recommend picking it up if you're a fan or if you're just getting into them in like several songs this is a great place to start yeah, honestly, I wish I had the money. I would go and and grab that because it looks like it'd be. I mean, it looks like a beefy compilation, and I would I would love to dig into them a bit. But uh, sadly, I'm I'm broke at the moment, so I won't I won't be getting it for now. But maybe down the line, something circle back around to. Oh, it is super beefy. It it it's like a three CD set and then limited editions varies on how many DVDs you get with it. And it encases 47 singles and it, it looks amazing. So if you can afford it, pick it up, especially limited editions. Cause I want to say one set has like four DVDs. One set has two DVDs. Don't, don't quote me on that though. That was just me glancing over stuff earlier. And that was a couple hours ago, but I do recommend, you know, checking them out if you can. So great way to start. Hey, uh, this is great. I just wanted to come in. We ran into some technical difficulties with Luna's audio, and we didn't catch it till after we had finished recording and everything. And so I'm going to come in here real quick and wrap up the show for everyone. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Uh, we would like to thank our affiliates. Uh, Kyoru Hunter is a uh, Twitch streamer. He likes to do the horror games. Uh, you can find him at twitch.tv slash Kyoru Kyoru Hunter, that's K Y O R Y U H U N T E R. 
There is also Timber Taft. Uh, he is a Twitch streamer as well, and you can find him at twitch.tv slash Timber Taft. That's T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. Uh, then we have Rose, who is Luna's sister. You can find her at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. And lastly, we have Fangirl Has No Name, and you can find her on twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname. That's F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can follow Ken at OTYKen1 on Twitter, where he talks about Bang Dream, Ina Iba. So if so, just follow him there. You can also follow Luna at uh, Nerdy Collector Luna on Twitter. Uh, if you are interested in the video games, you can check out the podcast that Kyo Timber and Ken and Fangirl do called Podosaurus, where they talk about video games and it's a they have topics that they discuss, but it's pretty freeform style. So definitely give that a check. And you can follow me at Ongaku Gray on Twitter, where I tweet about my thoughts and feelings on Tokusatsu, Common Rider, and all that stuff. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next week. Bye bye.